0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. And now what I want to do is to be obedient to what God wants me to do in going deeper into those three messages uh, because we we kind of painted it the outlines, but didn't go into detail much. So let's paint a little bit more. What God is saying to us. The the very first thing that He impressed upon me for us was in Second Corinthians. Let's turn there. Second Corinthians chapter. I'll go there. Chapter 5, verse 17 through 21. We're going to be mostly there. And this is the... the. It is so important to God. It's so important to us. It is the reason why we are here today. We... Want to have God's heart on this subject. And I tried to hear what God was saying in all of the um, information He was giving me on what, what He's saying for us in 2022. Um, and they fell in sort of an order. And this is the first thing, the very first thing. And we're going to break it down just a little bit and see what God wants to go deeper in. It says that if anyone is in Christ, and of course he's speaking of what he said earlier, because it starts off, therefore, if anyone is in Christ. Now, that is important because there's no need of going any further. None. If we are not in Christ. No need to go any further. So he wants us to know that the most important thing to him is that people be in Christ Jesus. Everybody. And we all know the scripture, I hope, that God so loved the world, He didn't just love those who got saved earlier. And didn't love the ones who didn't. God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That means everybody. That means that. Putin. Over in Russia. uh, um, Anybody. It doesn't matter. Who you are. God so loved the world. And so, he says, if anyone is in Christ. The whole message today is just on this one verse, even though I'll bring in a few more verses. uh, But the whole message is on this because it is important to him that we be about his business. And you know, and I know, that it's impossible To be about his business, if we are not thinking about souls, we have to be, have his heart on people. Not just the people that we love, because we all love our families. And we'll do anything for our family but But I know that I'm trying to learn to have the same love for those outside my immediate family, and that is not easy for me. It's not easy for me i'm 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 very used to. Very used to loving me. I am. I am. That's the way I was born. Loving me. And. I think. You were too. If you. Would admit it. We all. We're about us. And when I gave my life to Christ, unfortunately, it didn't change right away. I wish it would have, but it didn't. So he says that if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, Let's go to uh, just another uh, verse here because um, every, it, it's so many people, particularly in Lynchburg, only because I'm, I'm, I've am i been in Lynchburg for um, probably 54 years, and um, it seems like most people in Lynchburg are saved. It's just that's, that's what it seems like. Uh, because... It just seems like it because everybody you talk to just about, they say, oh, man, I'm, I'm saved. I gave my life to Christ when I was, I, I, I was a little man. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to church. Man, I I, I grew up in such and such and such. A, I went to so and so so. I went to church with my mom. I'm the same way. And, 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 and so it seems like most people are saved if you listen to them. Yeah. You see? And so today... The message is not about who's saved and who's not. Because that's not my call and it's not your call. And I'm so glad. (laughs) It's not my call, it's not your call. Uh, It's God's call. Uh, But he did give us some instructions. And and I'm I'm glad of that. He gave us some instructions. But I have to depend upon him. Still, and so we must be born again, and we went through that when I when I talked the message. Let's go to Ezekiel. Hold your place in in, in, in Second Corinthians chapter five, because uh, we're coming right back to it, verse seventeen. Now he's talking to Israel. He's talking about Israel, let's say, and so Ezekiel has to give give the message to to him that God gave him. And so he's letting Israel know that what he's going to do, uh, and why he's going to do it. In verse 24, let's start there. Okay, Ezekiel chapter 36, starting in verse. Let's go to verse 24. For I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your own land. Now, we know he's talking, talking about his people, Israel. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be cleansed. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Now, you know, um, I want to stop there just a little bit, pause there, because we know he's talking talking about his people Israel, and we know that the Jews are his people, and we know that originally, and we know that um, uh, all the other people, are Gentiles, basically, and, and and we know that if we be in Christ, we Abraham's seed, heirs to the promise. So everybody has come through Jesus, everybody. I don't care whether you're Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to come through Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So we got to come through him. But I wanted to, um, us to go through this part because it shines some light on the subject matter of what I'm talking about. See, if, if, if I say I am born again, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I say that, that you know, I went to church with my mother and all that kind of stuff, and and I got baptized in the Tall River down in, in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, and, and and you know, I I did all those type of things, and I, I really I really tried to live live a nice life, and I thought I was pretty doing pretty good at it, and and so, I, I, how do I know that I'm saved though? You see, how, how do I know that because, uh, and I'm telling you, I, I I'm not speaking of something to uh, tell you, well, hey, we have to really kind of look around us and and see who's saved and who's not saved. No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to tell you what God has shared with me and what he wants us to share with other people because, see, I thought I was saved and and I I was not saved. And then when I I I knew I got saved, I knew I said the words and all those type of things, and I went to church, and I knew, I, I, I knelt down on my bed, and I said, well, look, God, save me. I don't want to go to hell. Save me, Lord. You know, I, I want to be yours. Still, the fruit of my life, even though I was supposed to be an apple tree, let's say, or a pear tree, doesn't matter what kind of tree, I was supposed to have some fruit. I didn't have much fruit. So I said, well, God, and, and I'm not talking about now 40, 50 years ago, I'm talking about uh, recently. You know, I said, well, I said, God, I have to change. I don't want to be the same, God. Is, am I saved, Lord, or what? Am I, you know, uh, I, I know, I know, I know I said the words. I know I meant it. I know it. I know you, Lord. I, I, I like to read your word. I like to do those things. Uh, But, see, my lifestyle, sometimes my thoughts are so terrible. Sometimes my actions are terrible. Sometimes my words are terrible. God, help me. Help me. You see? And so now, if that's you too, it's got to be other people out there too also. And so, this is what God was sharing with me. Let's go to verse 26. Moreover, I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit within you. I said, "Okay, okay. This is what you're talking to." But we we know that we know what we read in the New Testament. We know all those type of things. So you're saying that I don't have the same heart. I don't have the same spirit because now now our spirit in the New Testament says our spirit is alive now. You see. And we have a different heart. It says so. It says that, and I will remove the heart of stone, because there are people with hearts of stone, and they can't, they they, they just can't feel and, and sense uh, what God wants them to to feel and sense. So sometimes you think, though, well, why why I've talked to my relative, I've talked to my child, I've talked to this person, and still. They won't give their life to Christ. What's wrong with them? Well, see, God has to do something. And it says that, that he says, I took this heart of stone and I turned it into a heart of flesh. He said, and, I, and give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk. In my statutes. I said okay. You're going to cause me to do this. You're going to cause me to do it. If you change my heart. If you change my spirit. I said, that, that's good. I like that. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. I said okay. Now, now God this is, this is you doing this stuff now. You're doing this stuff here. So. What about me Now. What's the situation now, Say, Let's go back to Second um, Corinthians 5.17. It says, he is a new creature. So if I get saved, when you get saved, when you got saved, When anybody gets saved, and truly saved, it says that God's going to do those things just like he did in in the Old Testament to Israel. He's going to do that. He has to do something to us. So you know he does because it's in the New Testament also. He is a new creature. So that means I'm new. Even though I don't feel it, even though I don't see it, even though you don't see it, even though you don't feel it, you see, if you're saved, you're saved. And if you're not, you're not. I don't care how much I said in church, I was not, and therefore I was not. I was not saved, you see. Even though I was sitting there with saved people, I was not saved. I was acting like saved people. When I came to this church. But I was not saved. I did things that saved people do. In church. But I still was not saved. But he says that. When I got saved. And I know I got saved. When I, when I kneeled down in, in my bedroom. And nobody forced me to do that. I wanted to do that. It's, I became a new creature. And, and, and see. He tells me. That old things passed away. That's what he tells me. I said, "Man, behold, new things have come." I, but I look the same, God. I wish, I wish, wish all things were new, and I, I, I look now like I looked when I was 25. But I, I, that's my body's not new, God. It's not new, father I, I I think sometimes I think like I thought when I was younger also oh, Lord, so my mind he didn't change my mind to the point that I automatically once I got up from that bedroom floor by my bed, I was totally. Speaking the same, uh, what God says in his word, even though I hadn't read it. I was, you know, I was doing everything that God wanted me to do. No. But I did have a new heart. I did have the Holy Spirit living inside me. And all of it was from God, it said. Let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 22. We're going to come back to 2 Corinthians. Don't lose your place there. Ephesians 4, 22. Let's go to 22 through 24. That in reference to your former manner of life. Your former manner of life. I had a former manner of life. And you did too. All of us did. You lay aside the old self. I'm going to do that now. I'm going to do that. Which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. Hmm. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I thought you gave me a new heart and things, you know. And put on the new self. Which, in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness. You mean, I'm righteous? If you're born again, you're righteous? Even though you're acting not righteous? And holiness of the truth. Let's go to verse 30. It says, do not, it gives you a lot of things that he doesn't want you to do and things like that and don't want any of us to do. But then in verse 30 it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now that's, that's important. That's important. Very important. Let's go to Romans 8. Let's go there. Um. Romans eight verse eight, let's start there. It's very interesting, because it says, "And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And I know that I have been in the flesh many times, nor have been in the flesh. And so it tells me if I'm in the flesh, I can't please God. Verse verse 9. However, you are not in the flesh. What? I mean, you heard it, you saw it, and you mean to tell me, I can say, you said, won't you get out of the flesh? Will it? Won't you get out of the flesh, man? I said, I'm not in the flesh. I'm not in the flesh because of the spirit It is telling me right here. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. What does it say? In the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God, because that's what it's talking about, you can read. Praise God. You know? It's a it's a if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of God or the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Okay, now, we know that if we get born again, the Spirit of God comes to live within us. We know that. Okay, so so let's go back just a little bit right there. It says, but however you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit dwells in you. You mean to tell me that all the times I was in the flesh that you're telling me the Spirit of God didn't dwell in me? All the time you have been in the flesh and don't, don't tell me, cause some of us might have been in the flesh this morning on the way to the church. And come, come on now, I'm, I'm serious now. I'm serious. Especially if you're married and especially if you're having the children, you see and Especially if you like to be on time, you see, and, you, and your mate don't want to be on time on the children a whole year. Don't tell me you have not been in the flesh on the way to church or getting dressed to or in the last week, month, year. You've never been in the flesh. Come on, you see. Now, because because that's what it, because it says. However, you are not. In the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. So, if you that means that if you got in the flesh, that means that you weren't saved. Every time you get in the flesh, you're not saved. Do you believe that that's what they're saying? No. No. It's not saying that. We can be in the flesh and be saved. The Holy Spirit is in us and we are saved. We, go, we do everything we, we're supposed to be doing, but we get in the flesh. We get in the flesh. So I told you the message is not about who saved, who not saved. I'm trying to help all of us who are saved. This message is for us. It's for us. All of us who are saved. Because God is telling us something here. He's telling us something. Now, he says that in verse 10, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. So we can be righteous even though we're not acting like it, we can be saved even though we're not acting like it. So we have to stop pointing fingers at people who don't act like they're saved, and we say that they are not saved, when in fact, when we point a finger at them, we got four more pointing at us. One, two, three. At least three of them. At least three of them are pointing at us. <laughs> you see? At least three of them. pointing at us. So... So we, we, we have to, God is trying to help us here. He's trying to help us. And, and, and he says in verse 11, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also, my goodness gracious, give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit, who dwells in you? So we have to stop as a body of Christ, universally. You because know, I know, I know, I'm not talking to you. Uh, I'm not talking to you. Uh, well, I am. I'm talking to me and one other over there that said, uh, "Forgive me, Lord." So, so the two of us, the two, the two of us, we all right. You know. Uh, because he says if I confess my sins, he's faithful to forgive my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So it, it, it's, it's, he's not looking to, you know, do us harm. He's trying to help us be more like him. That's what he's trying to do. And it says that, let's go to um back to second second. Person. Let's go to um In 17, go to 18, and it says that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Um, in essence, that's what it says. And so, God wants us to be about His business, because Jesus came, He lived a perfect life, He died for our sins, He seated at the right hand of the Father. He's ever interceding on our behalf. And he wants us doing the same thing because he wants to bring many people back to God. Because for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever. So we should be praying for the dictator who's in maybe North Korea. We should be praying for... uh, our president, our vice president, the cabinet, the Senate, the Congress—we uh, we, we should be praying for all Democrats, all Republicans, all the, uh, uh, the United Nations. We should be praying for our next-door neighbor. a uh, dog barking all the time when you can't—you're trying to go to sleep and coming over eating your cat food. You know when you put your cat food out there, the dog come eat it up, and he's supposed to have his. His dog, we have a lease law in Lynchburg, and, 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 um, and they come over there, he, he, he be careful. We got to love everybody. Everybody. You see? Like he loved us. Because that's what he said. A new commandment I've given you. Didn't he say that? Love your neighbor as yourself. Then he said, "A new command I've given you: I want you to love others as I have loved you." That that puts a whole new twist on this thing. Yeah. He said, "We are uh, we are ambassadors." In verse twenty, we are ambassadors. He wants us going out everywhere we go. He's sending us. He has the body of Christ everywhere. I, I was reading uh, the voice of the martyrs, and and they. They, they were saying that, you know, in China, where the Winter Olympics are going on now, they have Christians who are, who are incarcerated because they are Christians. They'll burn their church down. They'll, they'll, they'll put them in jail. They'll do anything to them. And we need to be praying for our brothers and sisters in China. All over the world. We need to be praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need to be praying for the dictators who are putting them in jail. We need to be praying for our president, our vice president. We need to be praying for uh, our senate. We need to be praying for the congress. We need to be praying for everybody. We don't, we don't have no time, you know, and he's telling me, redeem your time. Redeem your time. I don't know how important you think prayer is, but God says prayer is important. It's so important that I'm seated at the right hand of the Father, and I'm ever interceding on your behalf. That's what he says. He says one can send a 1,000 a flight. Two can send how many? 10,000 in flight. I wonder, I wonder if of all of us together to pray just one night a week maybe. Like a Thursday night, you know, here, you yeah, know, corporate prayer. Or, or, you know, like they try to get people to, they try to get people, uh, atheists, they say, trying to get, get the people in Congress and places, hey, uh, do away with the National Day of Prayer. There's nothing wrong with the whole nation getting together and praying one day a year. matter of fact, I read somewhere in my Bible, I think it's a revelation. Well, do you know it says that our prayers, God has them. The prayers are the saints? I mean it's in revelation. And, and prayers are important to God. Witnesses are important to God. Our lifestyle is important to God. And he says that the first thing I want you to do is I want you to make sure you are saved, make sure those around you are saved, make sure you live a life in front of them so you won't be a hypocrite to your children or hypocrite to your mate or hypocrite to your neighbors. You know, I want you to show the love of God all around to everybody. That's what I want you doing. Yeah. And, and the, the ones who are least like you, you should love. Not the ones who are just like you, that's the only ones you're going to love. Start learning how to love people who are opposite you. Don't have your same agenda. You know? We got to love. We got to love them. That's what he wanted me to share with you today. And to go deeper, just in that, because until that's done, uh, he's not—he's not pleased, because we'll still be in the flesh. Uh, because if I'm the only one I'm gonna play, pray for is my family, I'm gonna be in the flesh. If I don't want to be around anybody but the people around that there's like I am, I'm going to be in the flesh. And there are people who have died, unfortunately, who have died that I've known. When I used to teach school and coach and stuff like that, that I wish I would have had more love coming out of me because there are people who have died, and I don't know whether they'll saved or not. I didn't pray for them. I didn't pray for them because they didn't have my agenda. You know, this person, he talked about me. This person, uh, uh, he fired me. So, uh, you know, I hope, I hope he, you know, bad things happen to him. You know, all this flesh is tough. God said, cut it out. Cut it out. I want you to start loving, loving, loving. And it starts with salvation. And it starts with being an ambassador. What does an ambassador do? Represent the person who sent him, right? Another country. Now, an ambassador. We have a United States ambassador probably in China or somewhere, all around. But you know what? We are not from here. When you got born again, if you think you're you're from here, you are you are not wise. We got born again by the Spirit of God, and our home is in heaven. The Word says he sent us, just like he sent the disciples, he sent us. And so if he sent you, you are an ambassador. And we're supposed to be uh, telling people about Jesus has paid the price for your sin. You don't have to die and go to hell. And let me let me just tell you one thing. I, I know I want to close, but I want to tell you this one thing. I was I was um I was I can't tell you. I can't I'll tell you that next week. I can't tell you. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church.